I say to you today, my friends, So even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners Will they be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood? I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream. My four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day down in Alabama, with its vicious racists, with its governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification. One day right there in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. dream that one day every valley shall be exalted and every hill and mountain shall be made low the rough places will be made plain and the crooked places will be made straight and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together this is our hope this is a faith that I go back to the south with with this faith we will be able to hew out of the mountain of despair a stone of hope with this faith, we will be able to transform the jangling discords of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. With this faith, we will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together, to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. This will be the day. This will be the day when all of God's children will be able to sing with new meaning, my country tears of thee. Sweet land of liberty of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride. From every mountainside, let freedom ring. And if America is to be a great nation, 
This must become true. So let freedom reign. From the prodigious hilltops of New Hampshire, let freedom reign. From the mighty mountains of New York, let freedom ring from the heightening Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slopes of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and mole hill of Mississippi, from every mountainside. Let freedom ring, and when this happens, when we allow freedom ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. The Reverend... Martin Luther King Jr. in his iconic I Have a Dream speech, an excerpt from it from the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom, August 28, 1963, leading us into a very special dream edition of the Heart of the East End, recorded live in the WLIWFM studio. On Martin Luther King Day, January 16th, 2023, some very special guests joining us in the studio at the bottom of the hour, Tijuana Fulford, and three of her butterflies from the Butterfly Effect Project, a uh, little Louis Armstrong two-pack coming at you before Count Basie and Eddie Cleanhead Vinson with their Just a Dream on My Mind after a kiss to build a dream on, and dream a little dream of me right here on the Dream Edition of the Heart of the East End on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Give me a kiss to build a dream on in my imagination. Will drive upon that kiss mm, Sweetheart, I ask no more than this A kiss to build a dream on mm. Give me a kiss before you leave me And my imagination will feed my hungry heart mm, Leave me one thing before we part a kiss to build a dream on When I'm alone With my fancies I'll be with you Weaving romances Making believe they're true Oh, give me your lips for just a moment 
And my imagination will make that moment live mm, Give me what you alone can give A kiss to build a dream on That one recorded in 1951, Ella Fitzgerald joining Satchmo the year before. With Dream a Little Dream of Me. On the heart of the East End. Stars shining bright above you. Night breezes seem to whisper, I love you. Birds singing in the sycamore tree. Dream a little dream of me. Sit nighty night and kiss me. Just hold me tight and tell me you miss me. While I'm alone and blue as can be. Dream a little dream of me. Stars fading, but I linger on, dear. Oh, how you linger on. Still craving your kiss. How you crave my kiss. Now I'm longing to linger till dawn, dear. Just saying this. Give me a little kiss, sweet dreams. Till sunbeams find you Sweet dreams that leave all worries behind you But in your dreams, whatever they be Dream a little dream of me Buzz, 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 but I linger on dear Still craving your kiss. 
Yeah, I'm longing to finger till dawn, Just saying this Sweet dreams Dreaming Till something's fine You keep dreaming Gotta keep dreaming Leave the worries behind you But in your dreams Whatever they be You've gotta make me a promise Promise to Nice three-decade jump to Count Basie's 1980 record, Kansas City Shout, Just a Dream on My Mind, on WLIWFM. It was a dream. Lord, what a dream I had on my Lord, what a dream I had on my mind Yeah, when I woke up, baby Not a thing now could I I played the numbers I played the horses too Dream I won so much money I didn't know what to do But that was a dream Just a dream I had on my mind Dream I was in the White House, sitting in Jimmy's chair. Dream he shook my hand, said, Clean head, I'm glad you're here. But that was a dream. Just a dream I had on my mind. I got married and started a family. I dream I had ten children, 
look just like me, but that was a dream. <laughs> Hello, Talking Heads and Fiona Apple in your listening future. After um, a Living the Dream two-pack, Sturgill Simpson and someone from my own family, Bobby de Blasio, after the harp tones right here on the show that gives you music from all decades and genres and interviews with folks from all walks of life, all weekday morning and midnight, long all because of you, the listener supporter of Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, heard on the 88.3 section of your FM dial throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut, and 96.9 in central and western Suffolk County, among other ways, including WLIW.org slash radio. I'm Gianna Volpe. These are the Harp Tones, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome, and you're listening to WLIWFM and PR Radio. Will you take part in the Dream Edition of the Heart.
de Blasio on WLIWFM. I've got rock stars on both sides of my family, my mother and my father's side, and both of them are named Bob. I've played um, the other Bob, Bob from the shirts 
here on The Heart before sending that one out to Tijuana Fulford and the three butterflies joining us very soon here in WLIWFM's studio on Hill Street in Southampton, uh, Genesis Fulford, her child, uh, Kira Mitchell, and I hope that I pronounce this correctly. I think it's, uh, let's see, Nachaja Miles, but she'll let me know how to pronounce it correctly. All three joining us here in the studio in just a little bit. First, a little ELO. This is Ordinary Dream from the Zoom record of 2001. Then we'll hop back to 86 for Talking Heads Dream Operator. Then Bunny Hop, one decade forward for Fiona Apple's Sleep to Dream from the title record. Gary Wright's Dream Weaver. Um, before Ray Charles, I had a dream here on the very special Dream Edition Recorded live in the WLIWFM studio on MLK Day 2023. Stay tuned. I couldn't really understand at all the writing on the wall from you to me. A puzzle of a twisted tale that said its lonely sail from you to me. Cause I tried to get the message, but it's not understood. Wide apart, it's so far away. It mattered at the start until. The word it said The letter that I read From you to me I couldn't fathom out the stuff you wrote So I guess it's just a joke From you to me The reality keeps calling me Away from my dreams And the record
if it was the dream of my next guest to be on the radio, but if so, I'm happy to be the dream operator here in WLIWFM's studio on Hill Street in Southampton. Very, very grateful to welcome on our next guest, Kira. I'm going to put her mic up. Natasia and Genesis, as well as Genesis's mama, Tijuana Fulford. Tia of the Butterfly Effect Project, an incredible uh, program. We'll start with you, Tia, uh, just to say thank you to you for creating this um, group, growing 20 chapters strong and counting from 2014. Thank you, thank you for what you do. Can you talk a little bit about starting the Butterfly Effect Project? Why and what and who are the butterflies? Yes, thank you for having us. Um, more importantly, thank you for having us on such an incredible day. Um, we normally spend this day um, celebrating with First Baptist Church of Riverhead, who has an incredible breakfast. But the opportunity warranted for an opportunity for our girls to be able to share their dreams and their vision. So for that, we say thank you. Um, I started in 2014 looking for uh, a space for girls who looked like me, came from my area, or just came from similar backgrounds. And what I found was an incredible support team in the community. And I wanna say the beloved communities because we're all over at this point. 
And I also found a lot of hurdles, a lot of obstacles, um, and a lot of growth within myself, within the community. Um, a lot of doors that were slammed, a lot of doors that were opened. And moving forward to almost, you know, nine years, we went from eight girls in the basement of Riverhead Free Library to about 617 youth. Uh, wow. Went from one chapter to a little over 20 chapters with a tons of arts programming, core programming. And, you know, we're super grateful. Uh, we don't take anything for granted. We understand who we are, whose we are, and how we got here, and whose shoulders, you know, we get to stand on. And Martha King is a shoulder that we stand on. He is the blueprint for not just this vision, but for many and multiple visions. And it's something that, you know, I want the girls to know who they are. And I want the girls to be okay with being okay, but also being okay with saying how they feel respectfully and what they need respectfully. And I think that's really important. The program really is designed to give the girls the tools, the tools that they need to lead these self-sufficient lives and understand that each toolkit is totally different from the next toolkit. Right. And it's okay if you have a hammer and you have a screwdriver. It's okay. Um, just making sure that we create these um, equal playing fields for all girls, for all kids, um, one community at a time. Right. All right. So, and before before I go on to the butterflies, can you just talk a little bit about the importance of safe spaces? As you mentioned, uh, not all communities are the same. Yes. Yeah, so, um, to me, a safe space is where I can go and take off my armor, um, where I can go and be accepted and celebrated and not tolerated. Um, and I think what's happening in our community is that word is being really, really overutilized, just like the word empowerment is being really overutilized. And we're creating rooms and not safe spaces. The Butterfly Effect Project is a safe space, a safe haven. It is a sisterhood, a brotherhood. It is whatever you need to be at that time. And it's not a location. It's a it's an embodiment. Right. It's like a living space in your mind that when you enter the butterfly realm, that's a safe space. When you pick up the phone and call Miss Tia, Miss Vivian, Natasia, Gigi, or Kira, that's a safe space. It's not a perfect space. We're still growing. We're still evolving. But we understand that we're safe in this space to truly be who we are, to learn who we are not, and to have the ability to kind of fumble around our room figuring out who we are, who we want to be, and who we are called to be all without the judgment and the ridicule of outside sources. Amen. And that is certainly a space that we are in right now here on Hill Street. Very excited. Uh, you know, you mentioned dreams. Obviously, this is an epic day of dreams, being Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh, I want to start with you, Kira. Can you tell us a little bit about your dreams? I know that you're 17. This is a time to really think about uh, your future, which can be tough. Uh, but but when you think about your dreams and what really um, brings you alive, what is that? I would love to be a beauty entrepreneur in cosmetics and design. Amen. Very cool. There's and this is a a really interesting time for that because it's like the the every person is or can be a brand type thing. So when you look at that, when you look at that dream, uh, what do you imagine for yourself? Um, I picture diversity 100%. I see myself and I see my people in the industry because beforehand, you couldn't, you didn't see our shade and our foundation. Right. You couldn't find certain models to model a certain brand. They didn't have that. 
So now when Even we see, now. yeah, when we see like more diversity now in the media, it's like it gives me more hope that this is my time. You are needed. You are so needed, especially in that realm. There is absolutely a dearth of products for people that have certain shades of skin. When the products out there are not really good enough as far as what I understand of things. Natasha, what do you what do you say as far as that goes? Um, I say that I I agree with Kira. I I'm going to school to be a physician assistant. I feel like very cool. Yeah, I feel like um, at like she said, our people, we can we can be we can be at the top. So I want to be at the top, and I want to help everybody. I'm not I'm I don't see colorism. I don't see color. I just want to make sure everyone's good in the world. So my dream of being a physician assistant will be make me be able to help everybody. And let people know, like, black people can do this, and we are going to do this. Amen. All right, so when you talk about that, when you talk about being a physician's assistant, because medicine is so huge, uh, are you thinking, like, more generally, like, general medicine, emergency medicine? Do you have, like, a a certain sect sect of medicine you want to go into? Or, you know, I imagine that's something, a journey you'll find uh, in medical school? Yeah, um, I'm open-minded to anything. I feel like I'll be comfortable doing anything as long as I learn. Like, as long as I know it and it's implanted in my head and I learn it, I can do whatever the task is. That is the truth. <laughs> you can do whatever you put your mind towards. Yes. Now, Gigi, you're, you're, you're 14, so this is the beginning of that journey. Uh, in many ways, uh, being 17 is still a, very much a beginning. But you're really kind of looking at the world. Who am I? What you know? What's going on? Do you do you think about uh, one day? What are what are some things that really uh, interest you? Do you have dreams as well? Yeah, um, I want to. When I grow up, I want to be a travel RN, and I want to go to cool. Yale for college. Oh yeah, that's that's a that's a tough one, but it's going to be you know like Natasha was saying, you can do anything to which you put your mind. So you want to be a travel RN? Yeah, that's awesome. So what does that what does that look like for you? What what would you see yourself doing? Like just going to different places and just helping people out. Um, I really want to be a travel RN because, like, I learn about malpractice every day, and I really want to like decrease the malpractice rate. And I just really like helping people and making sure everyone's okay and making sure everyone has equal opportunities to be okay. So yeah. I'm thinking of the Rev right now, and I know he must be so proud to see where you ladies are in your journeys. Tia, when you look back to when you were their age, when you were a teenager, what were your dreams then? (laughs) To be here. (laughs) Um, Coming from certain communities, your dreams are kind of stifled by the outside world at an early age. And I remember, you know, when I was in chorus, I thought I was gonna be, you know, the next Whitney Houston uh, until a girl let me know that she was gonna be the next uh, Whitney Houston. And when I was in band, I thought I was gonna be a great marching bandsman until I realized that that just wasn't gonna work out. And then at some point I realized I wanted to be a social studies teacher. I love history. And in a way I get to live that dream over and over today. But the only thing is the history that I'm constantly recalling is my own. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do believe that, and now we tell the girls, like like butterflies, we constantly evolve. We constantly have the opportunity to go back into these cocoons and, and rebrand, reshape, 
re-envision, re-imagine ourselves. And I think I've done that so many times at this point that I almost forget, you know, the, the childish hopes and dreams. But the biggest childish dream that I had was just being here and being and making a difference. And I think in every dream that I ever had, that was the key point. I wanted to make a difference. I didn't know it was going to be this was going to be the difference, but it is. Which it is an immense one. And we are so, so lucky to have Tia and to have yes. the EP. I, I just wanted to say something just about perseverance because it is the cornerstone of personhood that people don't talk enough about, about, you know, all of the people that you see out there that you, you know, imagine you want to be. Those people, uh, successful people, claw, you know, and for every person out there who is great, there are a hundred or more who told them that they were not. And uh, I'm, you know, we've we've got 10 minutes before the end of this segment, but um, I, I know that it's true that each of you have experienced that already in your lives. And I hate that. And I'm sorry because, uh, but also um, in a way also grateful because uh, I don't know about you ladies, but when I look back, those are also the people, the people out there who told me I couldn't do something. Those are the people that made damn well sure that I did. Do you, do you experience that, Natasha? Um, yes, in a way, because I remember one time in fourth grade, my teacher, I had one, I said I wanted to be like a pilot. I don't know. I was that's interested cool. in that. And my teacher was just like, um, you know, that's like a lot. She was just basically downing me or whatever. Yeah. And I was just like, that's weird. That's really weird. I don't like that. And then like, as I got into middle school and I was telling, and I would tell people about the Butterfly Effect Project and she, and then she was the same person, like, cause I would go back to visit my school. She was the same person. I was like, oh yeah, I love what you're doing. Da 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 All in my face and everything. So I'm just like, I'm not going to be the rude person and be like, oh, you were saying this before. I'm just, I'm just like, yes, like this is something great for me. And me and my butterfly family, we were coming up, and you're just going to see it. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's always those people, the ones who told you you couldn't, and then when you do, and they're the first ones yeah. who are like, yay, go you. Because <laughs> it's. It, I think that's probably part of their guilt. But, uh, oh, man, when I look back and I see those teachers, you know, or, or figures, adult figures, power tripping or whatever, or even people that were your own age peers that were bullies or, or whatever. But what about the, the good teachers? Those are the ones that I think make the biggest difference. Uh, do you mind sharing, Kira, someone in the past that stands out to you that uh, really helped you as a person? Um, so when I was younger, like first grade, I wanted to be a singer. That was my dream. I would set on it. And I had this choir teacher. I couldn't sing for the life of me, but he encouraged me every single day. Like, and he told me that I could be great because I used to talk about, like at an early age, I used to recognize the indifferences and the things that would go on. So I used to talk about it with him and he would discuss it with me at that age. And he would let me know that I could be that change. I could make a difference. And Amen. from then, he encouraged me. I love that. You know, this is MLK Day. Uh, so the one thing I did want to say, because, you know, we have certainly come a long way since 1963, but uh, ladies, is there still work to do? 
let me know. What do you think? How about you, Gigi? Um, I definitely think there's still work to do, but I think we're we're on the we're on the road for it. Like I feel like there's definitely still work to do, and we're definitely on that path. But it's gonna take a long time because change is different in everyone's eyes. Mm-hmm. So it's not gonna be like one person came like we changed, and somebody came like no, we did it because change is different. So I feel like we won't really finish our journey until everybody can be set on what change really is. I love that. Tia, do you want to add something to that? Yeah, just kind of echoing what Gigi said. I I definitely believe that, like Natasha stated eloquently earlier, we've evolved, but change is still work out there. And I believe that we have to come to an agreement as a, as a unifying country that it's okay to disagree but then how once once the disagreement happens what's next we get really stuck on who won who lost what happened the resume we get stuck on trivial things and we're we're losing lives um we're losing people we're losing trust and i think in order for us to really really be able to live out the dream we have to first realize that we have not fulfilled the dream amen We are so excited and grateful, as I mentioned several times, for the Butterfly Effect Project. And the growth of that organization is something that is going to help us along that path. I am unbelievably so grateful to all of you for being in the studio with us this morning. I'm going to play a little Fiona Apple and uh, say happy, happy MLK Day to all of you. Thank you for joining us and missing out on that amazing brunch. But, um, you know, very, very grateful because I think the message is very, uh, really a very important one. Kira, Natasia, Gigi, and Tia. I'm I'm Gigi too. I'm Gianna. Uh, This is Fiona Apple and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, on this, the dream edition of the Heart of the East End, recorded live in the WLIWFM studio on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, January 16th, 2023. I'll tell you how I feel, but you don't care. I said, tell me the truth, but you don't dare. You say love is a hell you cannot bear. And I say, give me my back and then go there for all I care. I got my feet on the ground and I don't go to sleep to dream. You got your head in the clouds, you're not at all what you seem. This mind, this body, and this voice cannot be stifled by your deep. In all my life I could swallow the seeds Twice down all this pride First you run like a fool Just to be at my side And now you run like a fool But you just run to hide And I can't abide I got my feet on the ground And I don't go to sleep to dream You got your head in the clouds You're not at all what you seem This mind, this body, and this voice Cannot be stifled by your 
words of crying and shame Just go back to the rock from under which you came Take the sorrow you gave and all the stakes you claimed And don't forget the blame I got my feet on the ground And I don't go to sleep to dream You got your head in the clouds And you're not at all what you seem This mom is bad You're listening to the dream edition of the Heart of the East End on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Stay tuned for Susan Vale Park Utz joining us at the bottom of the next hour here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, NPR Radio. If you 
you keep on believing well then the dreams that you wish will come true Graves covering A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. Recorded in 2015. We're going to hop back four decades in time to play Gary Wright's Dream Weaver here on the Dream Edition of the Heart of the East End. Recorded live in WLIWFM studio on Hill Street on MLK Day in 2023. I'm Gianna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome, and I hope that you are living your dreams, and if not, that you don't let those dreams die. Whatever you can do, whatever small action you can do, whatever baby step you can take toward realizing those dreams uh, is a beautiful thing. One day you will look back and see how far you've come. You're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
just close my eyes again Climbed aboard the dream weaver train Trying to take away my worries of today And leave tomorrow behind You know, I can't not listen to that song and think of uh, my boss in college. I, w- I went to J school at Mizzou in Columbia, Missouri, and I worked at a costume shop called Gotcha. And my boss, Arrow Freeze, had an epic van called uh, the Dreamweaver. The, the closest I can think that comes to what I remember of this van is um, if you've ever seen the Pixar film uh, Onward, Guinevere comes kind of close to what I remember of the Dreamweaver. Arrow always had really cool vehicles. 
I remember during the time I was working for him, he acquired one of the Cadillac Eldorados from Fear and Loathing. And I didn't believe him at first that that's what it was. But I had gotten the call at the store from the the movie prop company that was selling it to him. And I grilled the lady and found out, yes, in fact, this was the Eldorado, one of the Eldorados from uh, Fear and Loathing. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is the very special dream edition of the Heart of the East End on WLIWFM. I've got the Stray Birds and the Monkeys on deck before Bobby Darren. But first, little Ray Charles here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. I got a feeling
Listening to the Dream Edition of the Heart of the East End on WLI WFM.
Smith after Bobby Darren. You're listening to the Dream Edition of the Heart of the East End on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Remember, we are listener supported. If you'd like to support us because you like what you hear, WLIWFM.org.
the dream edition without a dream interview. Very, very excited for Susie Utz to join us uh, in just a moment here after Roy Orbison on WLIWFM. Definitely living a dream here from WLIWFM's studio in Southampton on Hill Street, uh, interviewing someone I have long dreamed of interviewing and, and first of all, thanking Billy Hands of Orient Service Center for not only coordinating the interview this morning, but also for carrying at one point in time at Orient Service Center the humanitarian project of what, who I came to know as Susan Vale Park Utz, who created uh, rules and reminders for better living. Um, Susie joining us right now from Peconic Landing, hopefully the first of many in a series of interviews uh, of the amazing people who live there. Good morning, Susie, and thank you for being with us. Well, good morning, and thank you for having me. What can I say? It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. You know, it's um, a, it's an honor, really, uh, from this end. Rules and Reminders and for, for Better Living was the most amazing piece of therapy uh, that I ever, that I found throughout the years. There was a year where I uh, drove around the east end of Long Island with your CD on repeat and uh, this is dramatic, but brainwashed my way into being a better person just by listening 
to you, the classical music selections you chose, and the words that you wrote down in your booklet? Thank you, Deanna. I hoped it would have that effect. And I have to admit, I, I don't really like to take credit for rules and reminders. I feel like I was just the vehicle that allowed it to happen. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. It came to me as an assignment. That's all I can tell you. And I tried to do the best I could to make it tangible, something that could be listened to, the booklet could be read, and it could be helpful. Uh, I think it has done that. And I like to think that maybe I completed my assignment the way it needed to be. And it also helps me. I listen to the CD. I listen to the cassette that was originally made. And the music in the background, the words together with the music, they can do it. They can do it if you really tune into it. You know... It's, it's, a, a, it's, it's a gift. It, it's nothing that's ever had a price tag on it. Right. Never. Yeah. Never been sold. It's always been a gift. A gift to the world, anybody that wants to open themselves up to really listening, under trying to understand it. And um, I think it can make a big difference. It definitely did in, in my life. And it's a perfect, you know, you're a perfect... Uh, interviewee on, uh, we recorded this edition on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And like the Reverend, um, spirituality, a cornerstone of his words, and certainly yours. And we appreciate it. And, you know, I I did want to say that it's because of Rules and Reminders for Better Living that I not only uh, memorized Robert Frost's The Road Not Taken, but uh, adapted it into an homage for the North Fork uh, that I once I performed on uh, Georgie Manu's birthday over at the Express News Group, and it's all because I was listening uh, to your CD. This is um, really <clears throat> overwhelming for me to hear because it's all that I have hoped for. And as your music just said, dream, (laughs) it's all I ever dreamed could happen. And apparently it is happening. Can I perform? Can I perform? All over the world, Gianna. Can I perform it for you? I want to read it. I want to perform this for you because the way I read it is the way that you read to me on Rules and Reminders Two Roads Diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both and be one traveler. Long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth, then took the other, just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim because it was grassy and wanted wear, though as for that the passing there had worn them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay in leaves no step had trodden black. 
Oh, I kept the first for another day. Yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh somewhere ages and ages hence. Two forks diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. I wanted to ask about... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I wanted to ask about one of do, your Do you roles. know that is um, my favorite, that, that particular poem? And I have Robert Frost's book right here with me. I love it. I bought it when I was working as a registered nurse in New York City in the 1960s in a little cafe underground with a little guitar player over in the corner and they had homemade pie sliced up for people to get. The music played and they had a few poetry books out on the table. I bought that one. That is so and beautiful. That was in 1968. We have to talk about another oh. another road you took, which is that this is not your first time on on the radio. Ah, uh, back in oh, it's been almost 40, 40 years ago, and I'm I'm only eighty, so I have a lot of living yes, left you do. to do. Amen. However, about forty years ago. A person who had an advertisement on a, another local station for his antique business called and asked if I would like to talk during the advertisement time for his antique business on the radio with the broadcaster just for five, ten minutes and say anything I wanted. If I wanted to mention the antique business, that was fine. Anything else I wanted to say, the owner of the business just thought it was going to be wonderful for the listeners. <laughs> and, of course, I babbled on and on with the broadcaster, and he would say, oh, time is up. And I hadn't said one thing about the antique <laughs> business. And, <laughs> and it was once a week. Oh, I don't know, maybe Two or three years at least, uh, we did this. And um, I had to call in at exactly a certain time from wherever I happened to be to do this particular little assignment. I could be uh, visiting my kids somewhere in the colleges where they were, or I could be any, any old place at my job. It was really quite hilarious because the listeners were always curious, I think, to know where was I calling from <laughs> to do my program and uh, maybe what was I wearing or <laughs> something like that. It was, uh, it was fun. It was fun. But I, uh, I was spontaneous. And, um, of course, when you are spontaneously talking on the radio, there's a certain amount of caution you must take. Of course. Um, and at some time or another, I rambled on about something that maybe wasn't quite appropriate. And that was my last time on that particular assignment. And that's the story. It was fun, though. Yeah. How, how Susie Utz got canceled. Well, we, you're back. You're back. You're beautiful. You're, you're 80 years young. Uh, and you are one of the uh, amazing residents 
of Peconic Landing. Do you mind uh, just Thank touching you. touching on uh, where you live? Uh, I'm a fan of it. Yeah, I'm, I am uh, in Greenport, and uh, over well, it overlooks Long Island Sound and the woods and things like that. And I'm very, very fortunate to be here. Uh, my children all felt that it was a safer situation than living at home and trying to do all the maintenance myself still without ever thinking to ask somebody else to help me. I understand and, you. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> that's how I happen to be here. Um, you might think this is a little bit humorous, but my kitty cat has just jumped up and is sitting right on my lap. Oh, hello, <laughs> Wanting kitty. to be part of all this. Good. Her name, of course, is Furry Love, of course. Furry Love. All right, I, so... would, I, would love to, I would love to read the Please first do. rule of Reminder. So I'm going to play uh, Rubenstein's um, uh, performing Chopin's Nocturne uh, from the Ninth Opera um, in E-flat major. So I'll get that going. Yeah. For and those... Everybody Go ahead. that might be listening should know that there are um, many editions of Rules and Reminders, but... The first 75 rules and reminders in every edition are the same, and then each edition has extra rules and reminders added, and that's the way it worked, because uh, I would run out of editions and then have to, you know, have printed up another 500 and then just send them around the world to wherever I thought they could be helpful. And then uh, the cassettes followed, and... CDs and eventually a perpetual calendar that the numbers can be erased and all the little illustrations that I did for each rule and reminder are on the booklet and on the perpetual calendar. It, it was quite the project. In the middle of the night, a few hours here, a few hours there, back in the 80s. And, um, and heard right it here. It had a lot to do with my children, a lot to do with my mom. Uh, and it was an inspiration that I felt came from from our loving maker. Okay. This is number one in all the editions of Rules and Reminders. In this day and age of advanced technology, sometimes helpful and almost magical, let us remember how wonderful the simple things still are, such as a gentle hug or an unexpected smile. I think that one's so important. So important. Number two, in our world filled to overflowing with people, the individual is still very important and can make a difference. Number three, the example a parent or guardian sets for a child is a bigger influence on that child's life than all the lectures in the world. 
number four, try to keep very positive interests in your life so your troubles won't consume you. Are you there? I am. I'm listening. Oh my gosh. One more, please. <laughs> this is number five. I'm just reading them as they come and keep in mind each each one. I just drew little kind of stick figures, but they sort of go along with whatever the rule and reminder is saying. Number five, maintain balance in every part of your existence, or at least aim at that direction. Beautiful. Balance. I can't Number thank six, you enough. Oh, one more. I just, yeah, I can, I can, the interesting part is because I don't see very well, it's, um, <laughs> I can hardly read it. Life is getting to be more hysterical all the time. This is number six, and it kind of relates to number one, if anybody remembers. Hugs are only not only nice for most of us, but are absolutely necessary for our good health and well-being. Several daily. That, that's a big one for me. I'm, I'm a hug person. Me too. And Susie, I, I just want to say thank you for the unexpected smile that you brought uh, to my face, certainly. And, and, I, and I have to imagine uh, anyone who was just listening to that, that was beyond a dream for me because we weren't able to to get together uh, one of the recordings from the CD. So doing it live and hearing Arthur Rubinstein's performance of Chopin as you read uh, live here on the show is beyond uh, a dream for me. I, I, I am so grateful that you are on with us. I know we have nine minutes left. Before I let you go this time... Um, and thank you for being with us. What haven't we spoken about that you want to make sure to tell people, anyone listening right now to WLIWFM? Well, I, I'm really pleased to be able to talk live to your wonderful, devoted public of listeners about this, because this is a very real concept that comes through with rules and reminders. And I often don't even connect myself to it except as the way that it became real. I feel like when I started writing it, it was something I absolutely had to do but it wasn't an, an idea that came from me. I felt it, it was 
the the living, loving spirit of God that sent it, or whatever anybody wants to feel is the important power over us in this world that helps things happen that are good, that are full of love, that can make a difference in our lives. So I followed that thinking of being given an assignment to do. And every night when I was doing this back in the 80s, I put on certain background music, very, very much soothing and classical, and I started to write whatever came to me, one after the next. There were no crumpled up pieces of paper being thrown to the floor. It just came the way it needed to be put into print to be hopefully helpful to anybody that connected with rules and reminders and wanted to be accepting of the ideas. And I think that's that's about it. I um I read through it, I listen to it myself. And uh it does, I don't think of it as being anything really to do with me except that I'm the one trying to benefit from it. With that. And thank you, Gianna. Thank you for having me. It was a privilege. It really was and an honor. Susie Utz uh recorded that with me from Peconic Landing right here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, playing the band Love. This is Dream from the For Sale record of 1969 on WLIWFM, NPR radio. The Heart of the East End.
Oh my gosh. Totally getting up from the dream that was recording the dream edition of the Heart of the East End, leading you into the NPR news break with Priscilla on dream from her Good Day record of 2008 here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Deep bow to our guests this morning, Tia and Gigi Fulford, Natasia Miles, Kira Mitchell, and Susie Utz on WLIWFM. A little girl alone in my little world who dreamed of a little home for me. I played pretend between the trees and fed my house gas, barking leaves, and laughed in my pretty bed of green. I had a dream that I could fly from. 